0: Good morning, this is Christine Giacomo, and today we jump into 1 Corinthians. This is from Paul, called by the will of God to be an apostle of Jesus Christ, and Sosthenes, our brother, write this letter to the Church of God, which is at Corinth, to those who have been consecrated in Christ Jesus, to those who have been called to be God's dedicated people in the company of those who in every place call upon the name of our Lord Jesus, their Lord and ours. Grace be to you, and peace from God, our Father, and from the Lord Jesus Christ. That's 1 Corinthians 1, verses 1 through 3. Twas a common way to open a letter, from the pen of, to the hearts of. Sosthenes, the brother who was mentioned, might have been the ruler of the synagogue. We're not quite sure. But notice with me that Paul writes to the Church of God, to those who are set apart and dedicated to the Lord Jesus Christ. While the letter was addressed to those in Corinth, he writes to you and me as well. If we indeed are part of the universal church, which claims Jesus Christ as Lord, what are the things we esteem? While I've published these before, we need to be ready to say what we believe as Christians. So what are the essentials of the Christian faith? I invite you to look up the accompanying verses as they provide our foundation. The essentials of the Christian faith, and again, these are compiled by me, First, in the beginning, God. You see, God always existed. He was not created. We serve an eternal God. Revelation 4.11, Genesis 1.1, Genesis 1.26. Genesis 1, couple of those you'll recognize right at the top. Genesis 1.1, 1, 1, for God created the heaven and the earth. And Genesis 1.26, that's the one which says, Let us make man in our own image number two the second essential sin changed everything separated from god by our sin but because god loved us the crown of his creation he gave us free will free will to choose to love him to choose evil which meant rebellion or good which is obedience romans 5:12 says therefore just as sin came into the world through one man And death came through sin, and so death spread to all, because all have sinned. So we had one man, Adam, one woman, Eve. They were given everything to enjoy in the Garden of Eden, with the exception of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Of that, they were forbidden. From the beginning, God required obedience of His children. The third essential is grace, God's way of redemption. We were separated but we were pursued by our loving God. He provided a way of escape for punishment of our sin. Paul writes to the church of Ephesus, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not of your own doing. It is the gift of God. Ephesians 2, verse 8. I love that line. It is the gift of God. Well, as with all gifts, we must take hold of grace to experience it. The fourth essential is this, God's instrument of grace was Jesus Christ, God incarnate. Jesus was born of a virgin. He was fully human, fully divine, prophesied by the prophet Isaiah, chapter 7, verse 14. The birth of Jesus then was announced to Joseph by the angel in Matthew 1, verse 21. The fifth essential of the Christian faith is this. Eternal life was made possible for us because of Jesus' death on the cross and because of his resurrection from the dead. Jesus' suffering had been foretold by the prophet Isaiah. You can look it up in Isaiah 53, then Philippians 2, verse 8, and the well-known John 3, verse 16. Then in Acts 2, verses 23 and 24, where um, it is noted that all knew that Jesus had risen from the dead. All of Christianity hangs on the resurrection. Check the historians of the day, not just the writers of Scripture. The uh, the resurrection was a recognized, miraculous occurrence. We serve a risen Savior. 6. After the resurrection, Jesus appeared to the disciples and others. Jesus assured his loved ones that he did what he told them he would do, 1 Corinthians 15. The seventh essential is that Jesus Christ ascended into heaven to return to the right hand of the Father. He stayed with his people for 40 more days after he was resurrected, and then he assumed his rightful place in glory. It's a short account in Acts chapter 1, verses 9 through 11, when Jesus ascended into heaven. But what a glorious homecoming it must have been. Can you just picture God the Father welcoming home his beloved son? I wish I could have seen it. The 8th essential, 8 out of 11, Christ will come again. So watch for him in the clouds. This is not the end of the story. One day, Christ is coming back for his bride, the church. We've read about it and studied it in 1 Thessalonians 4, verses 16 and 17. The ninth essential is that the Godhead is triune. While you won't find the word Trinity in the Bible, it is a description of a biblical reality. The three in one, each seeming to minister at different times. There was the plan of God the Creator in the vastness of time, space, and history. The redeeming personal work of God the Son, both in His ministry on earth and in heaven. And the comforting quickening, wooing, convicting, inspiring, sweet Holy Spirit who helps us in our weakness. I love the verses that Paul wrote in Romans 8, verses 26 and 27, that says that when we don't even know how to pray, that the Spirit intercedes for us. The tenth essential is that the Bible is the inerrant Word of God. Scripture is purposed to inform, Instruct, inspire, correct us, and lead us to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. It is the Word of God. How did we get it? Second Peter 1, verses 20 and 21 says that holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. What is its purpose? Well, I just mentioned it, but in Second Timothy 3, verses 16 and 17, it says that all Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable to inform, instruct, inspire, correct, and lead us. So finally, what I have termed to be the 11th essential of the Christian faith is that we're called to be disciples of Jesus Christ. It's not enough just to know these things, and even to give our assent that they're probably true. But we have to want to follow Jesus. A disciple is a sold-out follower of Jesus Christ. Disciples study God's word, they go to him in prayer, they endeavor to obey him, follow Christ in baptism, partake of the Lord's Supper, and they want to share the good news of the gospel. Yes, how firm a foundation. These truths are valuable to all Christ followers and critical to any who obediently shares his faith with others. So as we get ready to jump into 1 Corinthians with Paul, I just felt that it would be so valuable to see um, what we we hold as the uh, tenets of our faith. If you'd like to see these in their entirety, you can go to pastorwoman.com and under the morning briefings, this one's called Greetings from Paul-Corinth.